0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Living Well with Zenobia Bailey. And I have today, as many of you have already seen, the founder and executive director of Transitions Mentoring Ministry located in the Indianapolis, Indiana area. Her name is Vicki Wright, and Vicki, we'd like to welcome you to the show. Thank you so much,
1: Zenobia. This is exciting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to have you here and to be able to share your uh, program a little with the listeners. And when we talk about transitions, mentoring ministry, would you just, just describe for us in maybe even one word, what one word or one phrase comes to your mind I'm going to ask you to do a little bit more than that but initially one word or one phrase to describe transitions
1: please I would use our tagline which is mentoring the message Okay and okay <laughs> and go, and go ahead Yes it's um the tagline is For the purpose of creating conversation, Um, however, it's very distinct to us that the message, and we use the in quotes, um, simply is Jesus loves you, which covers so many areas of our lives if we look at challenges or um, difficulties that we go through so many times that simple phrase Jesus Loves You, can be the answer, the comfort that we look for?
0: You know, I've seen that happen. Uh, It's even happened in my own life. But I have seen that happen when you, or let's say when I've shared that with people, um, you don't always get a receptive uh, response because, as we know, many people do not believe in Jesus. And we understand that, you know, nobody already endowed with a belief in christ, and so and I know I understand that fully because I went gears trying to um be an atheist, if you will
1: um, mm-hmm.
0: but um, I've seen people melt, you know maybe sometimes they're at the end of their rope, sometimes they're not at the end of their rope, but they're looking for the meaning of life, and so <clears throat> I'm going to ask you now to share. Uh, what? Just go on and finish. You you were saying, you know, it's the mentoring, the message. So I just want you to elaborate on that and talk about uh, what transition means to you. What is transition, and what does it mean to you?
1: Hmm. Oh gosh, what it means to me is that God has revealed to me uh, the calling that He has for my life. Through this ministry. The name Transitions covers two different times in a young adult's life. The first would be as they graduate or leave high school, um, right about the time that they're 18, because that's supposedly a magic number. And at that point, um, the young person becomes an adult. And they are legally able and responsible for making their own decisions, whereas the day before that wasn't the case. And so it can it can be an exciting yet challenging, overwhelming, and scary time. Um, we know that the brain does not fully develop until we're 24, 25, 26. So that young person at 18 is now making decisions that, that will affect the rest of their life one way or another, either for the positive or negative, and they they are not yet equipped to do so. Um, so that first transition, as we call it, happens um, with most young people right about the time they graduate high school. And uh, so we, we say our, our ministry starts approximately 18 years old and then goes to approximately 25 years old, with the second transition being for those who do go on to college, then they, um, once they either leave prior to graduation or do graduate, now they're out, they're removed from that bubble. If they uh, were living on campus, everything they did had to do with that small environment on the college campus, and now they are truly in the real world, and that can be a dramatic and drastic transition. The mentoring is intentional to be there, to be committed through both of those times of life with the young adults. Uh,
0: the word jolt is is quite significant. You know, when as you're talking, it, and all kinds of things were running through my mind. For one, <clears throat> we are, I'm sure society has had a, uh, issues, challenges, if you will, with trying to meet the needs of our young people. And um, today in particular it's just noteworthy all around me, including, you know, I've had some ups and downs within my own life uh, relative to um, raising my adult children, I mean, raising them to adulthood. And, um, there have been times when I really wished that I had had um someone to step in and and walk alongside of me to help mentor them or you know someone that I trusted and that they were um, um, amenable to being in their lives because mm-hmm. I was just talking to a friend uh, a few hours ago actually and And we were saying how daunting a task it is, especially seemingly today, for a mother and a father alone to successfully navigate their children through all of the quagmires of life that they face today. And uh, also the fact that you spoke about um, that magic number of 18, we have done as a society, I believe, we have done our our young folks, and ourselves great harm by helping everyone to believe that we are adults at that magic age and we can go forward because so many people trip. And I've mm-hmm. seen zillions of them trip, Have, and I'm sure that you can even
1: speak to that. Why Why don't you? Well, sure. Um, <laughs> I think it's probably the rare Um, more mature adult who would look back on that time in their life and not have one, two, or a handful of things that they now would have chosen to do differently, uh, would have made a different decision on, that maybe in a small way or a large way has um, affected and become a part of their life that they wish they would have done differently. But had they had a close relationship with a more mature adult who again was intentional that that I think that word is key um that they were intentionally involved and committed to that young person's life um and checking in with them or meeting with them regularly if that would have been present then perhaps many of those wayward possibly decisions or questionable decisions would have happened differently. And because of that, now their lives would be different. And um, I I would think that it's the rare person who couldn't point to at least one or two that they would think were significant, uh, the rare individual who could not do that. And so I just I just know for myself, even even though um, you know I had a very strong family and, and um, I was known as you know the good girl that always did things and made the right decisions, that wasn't always the case. And and if I would have reached out um, to the lady who I called now, I, I know her as my mentor. I didn't realize even the, the word back then, but if I would have been more connected with her during those years, I I would have um, realized that just because I'm now 18 doesn't mean I can't come and ask you more specifically about things. And, um, you know, there there would be things, no matter how minor or major, that I would point to as well for myself. Well, I'm wondering,
0: too, um, what light can you shed on? You know, there are so many parents who – just lay their lives down for their children and uh, want to be involved in their lives and to help them through uh, their their tough spots and yet the children um, too many times uh, push back. <clears throat> what would you say to that? Because, I mean, you know, many parents want to even mentor their kids. They don't just want to parent. They want to coach and mentor them. And too uh-huh. often they find that they are the, if not the enemy, at least someone that is not brought into um, close proximity in that way, as a mentor would be.
1: Yes. I think there are all, um, all of those relationships have, have important roles, but no particular relationship will cover every aspect. And what I have been told repeatedly by the parent slash parents of the young adults that I have been mentoring is there there are going to be things and there have been things that their child will much more easily either share with me or um, with a little bit of prompting, um, you know, go into more detail with me than the parent's. Um, you know coming from a perspective of wanting to help but it it just feels and seems different to that young adult especially when they're now supposed to be their own adults and it's it's more difficult that's very often and again this come from communication of what the parents have said to me mm-hmm. that it is much more difficult, the parenting role, and knowing how and where um, to continue to ask the in-depth questions uh, becomes much more difficult around that 18, 19, 20 years old, and there's a great deal of pushback from their child. Um, Even the parent who is extremely well-meaning, it's hard for a young person to discern now that it is still okay to accept maybe um, support, encouragement, as it's meant from the parent, but the young person might see it as, well, you're just trying to take over, you're trying to rule my life. That's some And I just wish there
0: were a way that that could be circumvented and that everyone would be able to see. And, I, you know, it, it, if it's not going to happen, it's just not going to happen. But I just wish that there was a way that we could break through that barrier and not say that we don't need um, the the outside coach and mentor, but that mom and or dad would not be seen as the enemy because then, you know, another problem is can just sit on the horizon. And that is that now the parents feel as though the mentor is um, uh, taking over what their child, (laughs) you know, it's, um, it's just it has to, everybody has to have some maturity, you know. Everybody does, mm-hmm.
1: and,
0: and just walk the line, and um, for the betterment and the well-being of the young person or whomever it is that is being being coached and or mentored. Okay, now right. kind of this this, this these uh, comments <clears throat> take us into another area that I'd like for you to delve in and share with us. And you talked some about how the parents um, view it. What have some of the expressed needs of the people the young folks that you have mentored um have been you know we are our, our people our people, our young people, everybody actually, but our young people we're talking about our young people today, our young adults, they are just crying out for us to us older folks to get it right mm-hmm. and and for help, and so what are some of their
1: expressed needs? Mm. Well, and let me just statistically support what you just said. Um, the research shows that over 70% of young adults, 18 to 25, desire to have a mentor involved in their lives. Have no idea how to go about doing that, or even to ask. Where do I go to ask? So yes, you are right. There, there is um, sometimes an audible cry, sometimes just uh, a silent yearning and desire. For that type of relationship specifically during those ages um <clears throat> and a lot of times I would say that the requests come when I'm speaking to the mentees where it might be wrapping up having met for lunch or having spent the day together and you know I, I'm always mindful to ask them what their specific prayer requests are and I think that has been a a constant in my relationships with them, that that they know that the most important, the most critical things that are going on in their life, that that is important to me, and I want to be able to pray about those things for them and with them. And one of, one of the early ones when I started transitions that took me off guard, but it was really valuable to hear, um, the prayer request was, please pray about the suicide rate on our campus. Very so real. to yes, yes to hear to not only know but to hear what all might be encompassing that and and you know to then be able to have a conversation about hmm, uh, you know I verbalize that catches me off guard that that is a request. Can you tell me why and so I, I heard more about the campus and it's a very strong academic campus and there's so much competition and and uh so the students tend to isolate themselves because they study continually um yeah. because everyone there is in the upper echelon and, and so that that was an acknowledged um fear because it was very factual on this campus. And so I, in doing some research, I, I found that um, from 10 years ago, the suicide rate has gone from the number four cause of death to about seven years ago it was the number three cause of death to in the last three years on most campuses now the number two cause of death. Um, That's so and funny. just the value in knowing that, then to be able to Speak about it with with not just that mentee, but all of them, and and help them to understand. One of the prime reasons is because of uh, isolation. Um, The more social media is used in place of real relationships, the more there is true isolation, and the more the feeling of depression sets in. Yes. So. this happened just
0: without people realizing it because so many people, even though it's social and it's virtual and we know that, I that people tend to see see their, quote, friends, their virtual friends, as their real friends. Yes. And can we just um, pause here? I want to hear the rest of this, obviously, and I'm sure our listeners do as well, but we're going to take our commercial break, okay? We'll sure. be right back. Okay, we are back talking with Vicki Wright, the founder and executive director of Transitions Mentoring Ministry, a ministry that reaches out uh, to our young adults. Uh, and 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 Vicki, tell me again or tell us again the age range, the, the typical age range.
1: Yes, the typical age range is 18 to 25. Um, okay. And the thought is that once they get close to 25, possibly a little before, possibly a little after, um, the hope is that a majority of those who have had this ongoing mentoring will realize the value that it has had on them and they will have a desire and they will make room in their life to be able to reach a hand back for a young person that they can now begin to also mentor. So it's definitely intended for it to grow and expand and to be available for the multitudes as God allows. It's just wonderful.
0: Um, Each one, reach one, at least. least, And that makes a huge difference, doesn't it? Well, I want you to pick back up on what you were saying in terms of, um, I don't know if you want to pick up at this, uh, in terms of and focus on suicide in particular, Uh, But I had asked you to talk about some of the express needs that these young adults have shared with you that perhaps those of us who are listening might be able to be one to reach out and and make a difference, even if we are nowhere near uh, your ministry and um, the program that you are fostering because we all see people and people are in need. And although we're talking about young people today, uh, you know, 50-year-olds need to be mentored. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, uh, absolutely. 75-year-olds need to be mentored. We all need to be coached yes. and mentored from one time or an, uh, another in our lives. And yes. so uh, we our time is, is just getting away from us. We have about 10 minutes left, and I'd like for you to just talk to the listeners and and reach out to them in whatever way you feel uh you'd like to do right now, um, telling them, talking to them, particularly if a young person is listening, how they might get involved in mentoring,
1: however you want to do this. So I'm going to be quiet. Hmm. How they might want to get involved in mentoring. Mentoring, yes,
0: what it might mean (laughs) for them. What mentoring, what having a coach and mentor might mean Mm -hmm. for them.
1: Mm -hmm. And there are many established mentoring programs around the country um and it, they can choose to get involved in something like transitions that that is more of a it's a, it's more of an organized program where um we have some specific goals that we try to accomplish and we have um times that we meet in the summer and then during the academic year I try to go to each of the college campuses where I have a mentee and meet with them face-to-face once a month. Um, but there are other organizations, if, if they are on a college campus, that they could seek out the different campus ministries that are there. And there are usually multiple campus ministries on each campus. And become involved with the group uh, dynamics and then through that, as they get to know and develop a trust level with the adult leaders, could ask them if they have a desire, would you be able to connect me with a one-on-one mentor? I, I think when a young person is away from home, away from uh, what has been their nurturing environment, and now they're not in that, it's such a valuable Um, opportunity for them to be able to have either a one-on-one or or in some cases even a family that would choose to, quote, adopt them maybe for a semester or for a year, possibly for the whole uh, time that they're on that college campus. So that would be one way that a college student could do it. Also through the local churches, just to let the need be known, speak to someone, that either is already in a position of authority with a ministry, let the need be known that they would really find great value in a one on one mentor and, and if that person doesn't have access to that, more than likely they would be able to point them uh to someone who could help them with that. And then if they're not on a college campus, because um, you know, a lot of a lot of young people are not entering the college realm these days, which is um, definitely a personal preference and sometimes just based on financial availability. But, um, again, the local church is a great place to do that. I, another thought would be to um, go back to a relationship possibly that they had in high school with a trusted teacher or coach and revisit that relationship. And, and it's so
0: important. I, I have to interrupt you. You said it several times. It is so important to find uh a situation where the trust is there because mm. we don't yes. want someone leading them astray and Very doing true. It. uh so trust if you can't find someone or don't know of someone that's trustworthy to 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 effect a coaching mentoring relationship maybe even ask your parent, you know, a parent, an aunt, an uncle, uh maybe someone that you know that you trust that maybe they know or can help you find uh, what you need in terms of a trustworthy uh, mentor. Okay. Right. I just had to get in. Sorry about that.
1: (laughs) Go ahead. No, that is crucial. That is crucial. And, again, I go back to whenever a young person is in a new environment, whether it's college or if they've just moved for a job and you're in a new environment and you don't know really who you can trust, reach Again, reach back to someone who had been in your life that was very um, impactful and that you know you could trust and see what resources they might be able to have to reach into the community where you are. Um, Not to go it alone, not to just try to find somebody who seems nice that you recently met
0: because
1: it's a crazy world and people have ulterior motives. Yes, oh, they do. Is a very and I'm thing. going to give
0: one more plug for the parents because even if you don't want your parent to be your coach, mentor, which is fine, your parent is the one who will fight for you the most, mm-hmm. and they will help you find who you need. Um, they, you may, Absolutely. They, they You may say you may push back and say you know I'm, it's time for me to cut the strings. All well and good, but don't ever think your parents won't help you to do what needs to be done. I know today if my kids came to me and they are almost, both two are over 30 and the other is approaching 30, if they ask me for help, I'm going to do everything that I can to make it mm-hmm. happen. I know your parents mm-hmm. will. So, yes. okay, Nikki, we, uh, we have a little time left. I'd like for you to highlight how someone who might be interested in helping you to um, advance the, the, the wonderful work you're doing there with your Transitions Ministry, um, would you give us uh, ways that we can
1: do that, please? Absolutely. We have some of our needs and volunteer opportunities listed on our website, and the website is uh, easily <laughs> recognized because it's the name of the ministry. So that would be Transitions with an S, TransitionsMentoringMinistry.org and on that website you would also find my contact information, my cell phone number which could be call or text and my email address. But on the website um, are a number of volunteer opportunities and what I like to also add is if you don't see your specific um, niche listed there, that's okay because Typically, the most productive volunteer and the one who's really going to make the biggest difference um, is the one who's working in their area of giftedness and or passion. So I would love to speak to someone who doesn't see their specific uh, area that they would desire to work in listed. And perhaps it just hasn't made it onto the website yet. Perhaps we actually need what they're thinking of. Or um, if not, I bet we could come up with designing a volunteer position around their uh, giftedness and their passions because we have a long way to go to reach the multitudes that we feel like God has called us to, and it is going to take many, many, many volunteers to help to get that, um, that step taken for us.
0: Well, excellent.
1: Give us your phone number, please. Just forward sure. to us. It, okay, it's three one seven four zero seven one eight seven one. Okay, well I thank you so much, Vicky, and um, we didn't get very
0: far in talking about the expressed needs of our young people that have come your way, and maybe in the future we'll have you back to help us um, um, to part the waters on some of that. I'd just like for the listeners to know that our next show will be March 30th and our guests will be staff of the Emer- Emergency Feeding Program, which is a vital link here in Seattle and King County, Washington, that are they are helping to fight hunger. So once again, I'd like to thank Vicki for coming on the show, and we wish you well, Vicki. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much, Nopia. Appreciate it. Okay, goodbye, everybody